ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. This is the very first episode of the panel discussion. Comic Book Talk is back here on the BICBP Radio Network. I am one of three hosts for your show, Matt Johnson, and I'm joined by two very, very good friends that I've met through wrestling over the years. And we've we've really built a camaraderie outside of wrestling through comic books. Uh, guys, welcome to the family, Chris and Greg. I, I guess I'll go first. Uh, <laughs> first Greg. Yes, uh, my name is uh, Chris Gallo. Uh, no Matt for quite a few years now. Long time. Yeah, probably around six-ish, I'd say. Yeah, about six years. Six, seven years now. Uh, and, Eesh. like, I've been looking for an outlet to talk about this. Like, we'll do it at shows, you know, three of us and a couple other guys. But there's, like, I've had no outlet to talk about this. Like, everybody else wants to give me a podcast for everything else I do. But they don't want to give me a podcast for this. So thank you, Matt. <laughs> no, they do. Thanks for coming on. This is uh, this is awesome. I, I got to give credit where credit's due. This is all Greg's idea. Um, he messaged me. Um, it was only a week or so ago, and I'm like, dude, we got to jump on this. We got to jump on it right now. He's like, let's do a comic book podcast. And I've been looking for stuff, other stuff to do. You know, I do the football one, two point conversation. Um, I do a video game one, push start podcast, and I help out with the wrestling one. But I really wanted to do something different, and the comic book one was like perfect because there's so much we can talk about. So um, yeah, I'll credit, I'll give credit where credit is completely due. This is all Greg's idea. So introduce yourself, buddy. Yeah, I'm Greg Knowlton. Uh, this actually, I was like driving for work. I drive all day long, and I needed something to listen to. I listen to a lot of like D and D podcasts, right? Like people just playing. Like I've listened to probably like 500 hours in the last three years. I figured out last night. Bless your soul. But. Uh, <laughs> I wanted something different, and there's this guy online who does, like, dramatic readings of comic books. So I started listening to that while I'm driving all the time. I was like, man, I want to just, like, start talking about this stuff. This stuff is really cool. Like, I want an outlet, and I know a lot of people who would love to listen to it. I was like, all right, I know Chris loves talking about it, and I know Matt loves talking about oh, yes, it. Oh, yes, I Let's do. Let's get together. Why not do something with it? It's that's kind of perfect. It worked out perfect. Yeah, they used to have a show on this network. I can't remember the name of it, but – um. It ceased to exist, and uh, Chris, the guy who runs the network, he was like, "We got I'd really like to have this." So I'm glad, and we got it. We got a good concept uh, for you guys, the way the show kind of work, and we'll get into that later. Um, but today's just going to be really get to know all of us, essentially, um, get to know our likes, our dislikes, or you know, just the favorite favorite stuff. And we're gonna we're gonna touch on all aspects of comic book culture, essentially. Um, to start off, I want we wanted to do. Um, Top two heroes and villains for both Marvel and DC. So kind of like a 1A, 1B, right? You want to do like a mainstream and a yeah, fly so under the radar, essentially? My idea was, is like, oh, you know, you have that iconic superhero that most people know, yeah. whether they've even ever picked up a comic book, whether it be cartoons, toys, you know, TV shows, movies. And then that, that, that secondary hero, that 1B would be somebody that, you know, reading comics and really getting to want to get into it, we discovered it. Maybe mo- some people or most people don't know who that is. Right. That's fair. Um, so who, which one of you guys want to start? Chris, you want to give us a, give us a start? Uh, all right. So <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, let's do the Marvel one first. We'll, we'll do Marvel. Marvel. Do you want to do both our top two Marvel heroes or just go one and kind of go around? And Let's do, let's, uh, let's do your two. Let's do your two. Okay. So, uh, my, my one like iconic, you know, it's, it's Spider-Man. And I think, you know, as a kid, the first real big comic book superhero influence I ever had was Spider-Man, the animated series. Right. Um, and the other one will tie into my DC stuff too. So, uh, but yeah, Spider-Man the animated series and 
I just kind of connected that show as a kid. I even remember like getting very upset at my mom because she tried to put me in like Bible school on Saturday mornings. <laughs> and I'm like, I cannot miss this. He's fighting Hydra Man this week. This is not happening. Like, I actually watched that episode recently, um, very recently, because it took place in Niagara Falls. I didn't even realize that. I posted yeah. a video clip of it. It was so funny because I'm glad you brought that up. They were, it was uh, Peter Parker and Mary Jane Watson's honeymoon, and they were driving to Niagara Falls, and it looks nothing like it does <laughs> downtown um, as it is right now. Not even close. And they had a little skit where uh, they were trying to catch the Maid of the Mist. It was the last boat to take off. And, I did not even remember wow. that. And they jumped off of like a cliff or something. <laughs> Peter had Mary Jane, and they, they jumped off a cliff, and they made it onto the, the boat, and then Hydro... Hydro Man attacked. It was it was it was pretty oh, wild. But yeah, no, the Niagara Falls did not look anything like it does in real life. That's incredible. <laughs> so yeah, so there was that, and then I was like, well, oh, there's there's comic books. I need comic books, and I, I remember the first. I really wish I remember the name of the issue or whatever, but the, I remember what it looked like. The first Spider-Man comic I ever bought was when this little comic book store in North Buffalo, and I, like some you're talking ninety five ish ninety. I was two years I old. Was, I was four too. <laughs> yeah, uh, not to date you or anything. It was this. Uh, <laughs> it was this gold. With, like, the shiny kind of Lisa Frank-like type stuff, like Spider-Man cover, and he was fighting the lizard. I think it was the lizard. Yeah. I could, the villain, I could, but I just remember it being this. And, you know, when you're young, you're like, ooh, shiny. Yeah, yeah. And And I got that, and then I just try to pick up as many Spider-Man comics as I can. I grew up, got old. Got uh, got with a woman that wasn't going to leave me for how nerdy I am, <laughs> and then started getting the comics again. Yeah. So, And then, obviously, Spider-Man is this giant, giant hero but I think I connected with him with, like, he was kind of an underdog. Like, yes, he had superpowers, but it wasn't conventional. Like, he was already this great guy in shape. And then, oh, now he's a super athlete. And then, you know, it was just like this nerdy kid that was trying to find his way to fit in. And then he just happened to get bit by this radioactive spider. And and I think just me wanting to be in, like, media and seeing a kid, like, wanted, he wanted to be a photographer, really, too. Because if you think about it, like Spider-Man could have just been like, ah, eh, you know what? Screw this photography stuff. I'm just going to do this. Yeah. And, you know, Aunt May's paying the rent, <laughs> yeah, you know, but, um, but, but he just still followed his passion, even though he had these superpowers. And if you like, and with the Spider-Man comics, if you read them, like he, his comic was a really good way to introduce a lot of like street level characters yep. or, and, and, that, and that I really, I don't know. I resonate with the street level heroes. I love the cosmic universe. Yeah. You know, and, and, and stuff like that, but I really resonate with the street level universe. So, and then of course they made movies and I remember getting like every toy, Spider-Man toy. Like, oh, dude, it, absolutely. It, I had the daily bugle that would, uh, that, that would that come out. Oh, yeah. That, that would stretch out. And I oh. wish I still had that. <laughs> uh, it, you know, it would, it would just like unfold and you could have, you know, have war fights or whatever. And it came with a rhino figure too, which I really, I still have like my kingpin. I have, I have multiple. I have like the armored Spider-Man with the silver armor. Oh, like, wow. Yeah. I got a few of those. Um, still. And like, I have like, you know, like I said, kingpin, I dock. Doc Ock. I got a few of those still too. Um, I got this giant hobgoblin. I think I still, yeah. Is it like that Secret Wars one or? Yeah, yeah. It? Well, it was, I think it, yeah, I think it was so, released like, in that line even though it, it wasn't was much part like of your X-Men the figures you have. Things. Yeah. Um, I think I had that. Same I think line. it might have just been in a Spider-Man animated series. Okay. Like, yep. Cause, and that's what a lot of those toys that when I would get them, 
if you remember KB Toys had like the Marvel line. Yeah. Which you can get a little more obscure. Like I, I, I have like some really a, a very obscure ones that I just thought were cool as a kid. And then I'm like, who? I had to like look them up. Like, oh, Skinner. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just thought he was cool looking. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, Spider-Man was just my, my guy growing up as a kid getting any Spider-Man stuff you can. Yeah. Just the iconic hero I resonated with. Then I got older, and like I said, you know, I, uh, you know, you grow out of that stuff, but then superheroes start becoming cool again, and I started wearing comic book t-shirts, and I found a woman that didn't didn't call me a man child because I did have a girl that dated me like that, call me a man child for my love of comic book t-shirts. <laughs> uh, so thank thank Lord for the wife I am now. <laughs> you are very very lucky because that previous girl was was not nice, <laughs> and uh, so then I'm like. Then I want, I, 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 I want to start, I get Marvel Unlimited. When I watch all these YouTube videos about like heroes you don't yep. ever heard of in this and then, I'm all for that. this Moon Knight guy kept coming up. And I think I vaguely remember, but he was a guy that was never in cartoons. He was never no. in toys. Like he was, and he's been around since the seventies. Yeah. Right. And I started digging deep into old Spider-Man comics and there's a Moon Knight comic. Moon Knight, his first appearance in Spider-Man, he appears a lot, but it's his first appearance in Spider-Man, and it's just so good because Moon Knight literally has the ultimate, like, Spider-Man thinks he's bad, but he's really, like, undercover, and then they end up, and it, like, it teaches Spider-Man a lesson to, like, you know, you gotta, like, know everybody's motives, but then Moon Knight is, like, this rich guy with all his things, and, like, he he realizes like Spider-Man's like poor, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like you know that that not everybody comes from my lifestyle either. It was like because in the seventies they were trying to teach morals, right? And a lot oh, of yes, they were, yeah, yes, they were. And like that was really cool. And then just you read up on Moon Knight and mental illness is like a thing you know that a lot of people either they struggle with or they have close ones. And like yep. there is not a another comic book character that I don't think that, that publicly addresses mental illness as much as he does as Moon Knight. Yeah. In a, in a different way, like they do it because like Deadpool, everyone talks about is mental illness. I think they, they play on it. They don't like look at it as such a dark thing. It's right. for like character, it's, like goofiness. And yeah. Deadpool, like depending on the run you're reading, but sometimes it's like, Hey, this guy's weird. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, we're like Moon Knight. Like it's more of a struggle. There's the, the latest run. He wakes up in a San Salome. He's got to wonder how he got there. Yep. There's another run where he has uh multiple personality disorder, you know, so cool. where he thinks he's Spider-Man. He thinks he's Captain America. He thinks he's Wolverine. Oh, that's awesome. While this is all going on, Echo knows he's crazy, but for some reason has a story, love storyline with him. Like it's, you know, it, and then he has another one too, where he's literally like his illness is that he's just gone batshit crazy. And he's like, just beating the crap out of everybody. Yep. <laughs> like it's all his runs or the majority of them have something to do with mental illness. Also PTSD. Cause he was a mercenary. Like, yep. So he multiple personality disorder, schizophrenia, PTSD, depression are all things addressed yeah. in Moon Knight comics. Well, he's one of the richest men in the Marvel universe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's from, from all the deals he made as a mercenary. I know the because uh, you watch the Netflix shows a lot, and yeah. you said you you said there's some been some references dropped to so, him and, and characters related to him. The most annoying thing about it is is that. You'll think there's a Moon Knight Easter egg, and the public will come out and go, no, that wasn't a Moon Knight yep, Easter yeah. egg. And there was, in season two of Daredevil, the French guy that Electra kills. Yeah. Uh, his name, 
it, it, like they they change a little little bit. Like it's Deschamps, but it's not Jacques Deschamps. It's like yes. yeah, but it's the same last name as the right hand man. Yep. To 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 Moon Knight. And I'm like, oh, yeah. oh, like maybe then they'll have Moon Knight come in season three and he'll be mad because his best friend was killed. No, that didn't happen. <laughs> or that's not going to happen. They keep talking like he's one of the possible Netflix series, which is exactly where he would fit in is it, on Netflix. But they, I wonder if it's the, yeah. na- it's the oh, Namor the thing. Show. It would be the, that would be the best yeah. place for a Moon Knight. Yeah. Not quite movie level, unfortunately, because they, they got, they really got to build him up and back him up. Yeah. Um, from a, like a comic book standpoint, yeah. really give him a push. But I think the best place, yeah, it would be Netflix or yeah, whichever. Or I think they're doing a Disney chant, a Disney download. Streaming, channel. which I don't yeah. know if they'll do it on that one though. Okay. I think they'll, so here's the most frustrating thing about Moon Knight being in pop culture. They are, he's in the TV shows now. Ultimate Spider-Man had him. Yeah. So now he's getting in that, and he was also a major character in that Lego video game. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, in the moon copter. <laughs> I mean, they, they made him hokey, but whatever. Um, and But uh, so the most aggravating thing is, is they've had these openings, you know, like yep. you alluded to. I thought 100% he was going to be in Jessica Jones season two, be it, you know, oh, yeah, or Punisher, funny. because they both address PTSD. Right. He was in neither. And then there was a rumor that he was that the original Iron Fist two storyline, which was, was going to be Iron Fist versus Moon Knight, yeah, that he was cool going to be too. kind of the main villain with a secondary villain in the background. That would be cool. They scrapped that for Typhoid Mary. Mm. You know, um, he's weird. I almost would want him to have a standalone season first, out like different from what they've been. I doing. think he needs to be introduced. Yeah. You think so? I think he's too obscure. To yeah. just go, hey, Moon Knight's a TV show. Yeah, I get that. You know, I feel like they struggled getting people to get behind Jessica Jones. Yeah. Because no, of how totally. obscure she was. Very obscure. Um, um, Star know, Power so. is what pulled people to that because of her and, like, David Tennant being cast as Purple Man. I think that yeah. helped. Yeah. He, was, he, he did a great job, by the way. Yeah. He was probably one of my favorite Marvel villains, honestly, because of that performance. Yeah. But That was the only saving grace for me for that show. I had trouble with yeah. that show. Yeah, I <laughs> still haven't watched season two yet. <laughs> <laughs> and just, you know, as a wrap of the moon, I think there's been there's been a, a James Gunn movie idea that was put out there before they hired him on Guardians. He wanted to do that. And it's it's frustrating. I know it's got to happen. Yeah. It's like he literally is the most loved character. It, it's got to happen. Yeah. Um, Secondary, the, you know, to that also too is like I just real quick want to I hate when people call him Marvel's Batman. Oh yes, <laughs> because they're two <laughs> completely different characters. Your parents dying is a different struggle to deal with than you actually thinking you're somebody else or dealing with mental illness. Yeah, yes, they're both rich. So is Iron Man, and similar. So is com- Black Panther. Costume yeah. theme, yeah, similar yes. costume theme for but, sure. But, but also too like. You know, and I guess the thing comes from like Moon Knight's biggest thing too is he will have slippers and he'll dress up like different people. Yeah. Like the the cab driver and and the millionaire and this and that. And there's been years that Batman has done it where he's been matches Malone and and stuff like that. But it's, they're just totally like, I see Batman and we'll talk about him a little bit later, but I see Batman just, he, I don't, I see the costumes. I do not see the similarities. Like the story arcs and stuff. Like you for Moon Knight, it's like all about Moon Knight. Batman, it's like him. But then you really get introduced. You get invested in Selena Kyle and get. Inv- I feel like in a Moon Knight comic, well, maybe it's all about Moon Knight. The, yeah, and it, oh, the flaw maybe that too. Yeah, but it, you get only invested really in him. Right. But, and at one point, like Joker storyline is yeah. way yeah. more in depth than the Bushman. Yeah. Like, 
And at one point, Moon Knight even gets his powers from an Egyptian god, not just his money. Like, <laughs> right, yeah, that's true. So, yeah, it, which is, it is one of the most it. hokey early seventies <laughs> origin stories. Like, he but dies, so but then an Egyptian statue brings back life. Yeah, yeah. so good, yeah. so good. All right, Greg, what uh, what are your top two? Your one A and your one B. I actually am street level totally too. Like, I love the street level heroes, uh, and I'm in New York as well. So Daredevil, I. Matt Murdock's the man, and I, I don't know what it is that's drawn. He's I've been drawn to him for different things throughout time. Yeah. Um, but I always thought he was super cool. I'm big into the flawed hero thing. Oh yeah. Like I'm all about it. And to be honest, like Daredevil's power being the fact that he's blind was just cool to me. It was like your power is actually a weakness. That's kind of sick. Like I'm I'm all about that. And then growing up, um, a big thing about me is the the whole and it'll play into my DC like as well, <laughs> is the fact that I'm a Christian and I'm very loud and, and open about that, but that's fine. Like, um, but I still love, you know, the same gory and crazy comic books. It doesn't really change my interests, but his struggle with like his Catholicism and his faith is something in later years that kind of like pulled me in and right. made me really enjoy comic books like born again and stuff like that. And those runs, um, his of kindness is a weakness too. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. He's such a good person. People like take advantage of him for it all the time. But then just like his, um, his fighting style was always cool to me too. Those nunchuck yeah. staff thing. Like it was so different. I got excited when I see them in the TV show. When yeah. Finally, when he first came, I was like, Oh my God, it's, it's time. It's time. He's, he's, he's awesome. And then the show has just made me like him even more. Um, like there was the scene in the TV show when he did like the old boy style fight where they're walking through the hallway yeah. and he's just beating the crowd of people, but he's struggling. Like he's like getting tired and like falling down. He's not just like standing there and bullets aren't just ringing off his chest, which I always, I liked that about Daredevil. Cause like this dude could die at any moment. Yeah. And you never see it coming. <laughs> Essentially. <laughs> and this is, that's crazy. But he doesn't, and he just keeps like standing up with some of these like higher level heroes, and travels with guys like Spider Man. Where yeah, Spider Man's a street level hero, but he's definitely he's taken on like the cosmic people, right, right. And Daredevil's like hanging with him, and I've always liked that. Um, I don't know. No, I I agree with that because uh, a lot of people were, were clamoring for like the TV guys to get into like Infinity War, yeah, you know, and like like Daredevil, obviously Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, but. I just couldn't picture them doing Cage, that. Maybe Cage maybe would stand Cage. up there. Yeah, yeah, no, I maybe him, but like, and it would be really cool to 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 mix those characters instead of just subtle, you know, references on the TV show to mix them. But I'm like, I can't see Daredevil fighting off these, you know, Thanos' well, army. You know what I mean? And my idea was so in the part of the Infinity War spoilers if you haven't seen it yet, <laughs> but in the part of Infinity War when they're in New York and it's Tony and and it's Doctor yes. Strange, you know, um, and Wong, that that was the perfect opportunity to like literally like you know Tony could be like, well, let me call my friend Danny, and then you just see like Danny. And, and, you know, Danny Rand and, and Daredevil, and yeah. they're just fighting a couple of, you know, like the Thanos. A quick cameo. You Even know for I mean? them to just show up. And, and, yeah. and, and, and that's it. Kind of like a Wong Because like a then, Wong like, cameo. Wong yeah. leaves, and then they go on the ship, and then you didn't have you didn't have to get into what happened to them. They're, yeah. They were literally just happened to be in New York, because we talk about New York City, if you look at the comics – Hell's Kitchen is very close to the Santa, the Santa yeah. Santora. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's true. Mess up the name. 
and I th- uh, the other thing, oh, Daredevil two. Uh, I love that that cro- that small universe feel with New York and the street level heroes, like and the fact that like Kingpin's out there messing with with Spider Man, and then Daredevil gets involved too all yeah. the time. I've loved how easy it is to like cross them over and it not be weird. Yeah, where like with the cosmic level superheroes, it's like. Hey, I'm on Mars too. Good to see you, man. What's <laughs> up? It's like, wait a minute. This is weird. <laughs> I agree. I agree. If I had to go for the secondary, I actually like was just sitting here and totally changed my thought. Oh yeah. And I was I was thinking like Gambit, and you could really name any of the X Men and be like they're super cool. But I actually think the Thing from Fantastic Four yes. is totally underrated, and he's like a B-level hero within the Fantastic Four itself. Have you read any of the thing in the Guardians? Yes, he's it's, awesome. It's, it's, it's like what we should have got after he was done with, like, Civil yeah. War. Right, right. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I, I always like the thing, uh, very much so. But obviously, with the the way the picture, you know, the film rights oh, are, yeah. everything's so, so weird now. Yeah. And a lot of those guys got pushed to the, the side. Unfortunately, yeah. the Fantastic Four got pushed to the side. Um, cause that was one of the very first comic books I ever read that entire series. Yeah. And I love the whole dynamic, you know, the human torch and the thing were my two favorites, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Fantastic Invisible Woman seemed kind of, kind of like, not like vanilla, but you know what I mean? They didn't, they no, didn't like stand out to me. They were just kind of generic, even though yeah. they had their own abilities. Yep. But I, I do like that you brought up the thing. Gambit's another great, it would have been a gr- another great choice yeah. too, but, uh. There's a lot of layers to to, to Ben Grimm. Because <laughs> he's made out of rock. <laughs> well, the, real quick, just to touch on a Fantastic Four, the great thing about them is you think about it, they are literally the connection between street level and cosmic. Yes, yeah, exactly. They yeah. are the connection. Again, yeah, like Spider-Man and Daredevil and and all that. And yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, that's they were they were pretty much the first. Yeah, you're you're right. The the first Earth like team to really venture out in the space and, yeah. and do that sort of thing. Well, yeah, like you could have a storyline where they're up with Galactus, but then you have a storyline where they're fighting Beetle. Right. Really, like, you know, so. <laughs> dude, I, I miss, I miss, I got, I don't see if my uncle let me borrow those again. He's still got them, dude. He's got all the, all the comic books from when he was wow. a kid, still sort of away in crates and stuff. Just sitting there. I might, I might see if I can take advantage. But, um, no, that's good. If, if I had to choose, this one was really difficult for me because I'm very pro Marvel. Um, they have a really deep line of characters, so to speak, and I, I, they, I feel like they're all, most of them are pretty mainstream, you know, um, but I was really split on this one. Um, Venom would have to be one of the most, my, one of my favorites, um, always has been as a kid. Um, and this was close. It was, it was a split between him or Cyclops. And well, I think. You technically put Venom in the villain category. Too, you could. Right? Yes and no. Especially yeah, he with, is anti hero, but not as anti hero as Deadpool. Well, now that Agent yeah. Venom is around, he is, though. Yeah, that is a good point. Um, I've always liked, yeah, I've always liked Venom's dynamic, uh, especially the Eddie Brock one because he wanted to do right. Yep. His intention was to do right. And, you know, you read the stories about, how Spider-Man kind of burned him as a, you know, as a person. And it, Spider-Man's a flawed character too, obviously. But you know what I mean? The whole dynamic of, of yeah, Eddie Brock got screwed. The alien, the alien is obviously the, the worst part of it. But, you know, he, he's spurned because Spider-Man cast him away. And I thought it made for a nice dynamic because people could relate to that almost. Like it, it almost, Eddie Brock was like humanized. Yep. Essentially, you read some of the books, and you know he's had his own hero spinoffs too, which are great reads. Um, 
but yeah, he's definitely flawed, but he's his whole, you know, protecting the innocence, doing what's right has always been my favorite value of mm. him. Um, yeah, he doesn't hesitate to kill, but I mean, his own sick, twisted mind, he's doing the right thing. Um, I read recently, actually finally got an, a hold of it, but, uh, the separation anxiety storyline oh, yeah, and uh, lethal protector. Um, some of my favorite. They're, they're uh, the collection books. They're not like individual comics, but you know they put them all in the one book. And oh my god, they're so good. People are hoping that this movie is lethal protector. Be like lethal protector. Yeah. No, I, I I'm seeing signs of it. I, I really am. And um, you know, I think it seems to be like a cross between separation anxiety and lethal protector with the way they're introducing some of the uh, the symbiotes. Um, but like, I'm, 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 I'm pretty excited to see how they do it. I know it's weird that they're not going to have Spider-Man yeah. in there, which is, it's unfortunate, but that's, that's film rights for you. But I still think they can pull off a good movie. Um, uh, the trailers have been very appealing yeah. and I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I, I just, you know, I posted something yesterday on Facebook and it's like, you know, you, you get, uh, you go to school and you get the, like, they ask these vanilla, vanilla questions and, like, oh, what would your superpower be if you were a child? You know, would it be super strength, fly, super speed? I'm like, I want a symbiote. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, how cool would that be? Just, just have that. I don't, I don't know. It, it was hard to picture like the symbiote kind of like forming over an individual until I seen the trailer for the new yeah. movie. Um, and it, it looked really cool. So he would have to be that one. Um, but it, 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 Venom does walk a fine line between hero and and uh, and villain. And when they they just did like the symbiote origin story again, like they so they did the Clantar planet with like Venom uh, planet Venom. Yeah. And now they like, just introduced really cool. Null, who is the god of the symbiotes. Right. And talks about like why symbiotes are scared of fire and why they're actually evil to start and then becoming good and then back to evil. And Venom is the reason symbiotes are capable of good. Yeah. Uh, and so that really adds to the story. And we, we'll probably end up talking more about this in another, oh, yeah. another event. So I won't go too much into it, but yeah, like I feel like right now the symbiotes are because of this and Venom is going to blow up as a character because of the movie and the comic books are like, Null cuts off a celestial's head in ten seconds just with a sword. Like, so the symbiotes are about to be like up front and center, and which is good. Crazy cool characters, even more than they were before. I'm, yeah, I'm pumped for it. I, yeah, I've always liked every all the symbiotes. It's just it's such a cool thing, and um, yeah, I'm gl- I'm glad they'll be front and center. You gotta get a lot of people who are gonna say that they've been lifelong fans <laughs> of Venom. You can see they're starting to come out from other hiding spots, essentially. But I've always boasted about it. Even oh, yeah. even sitting through Spider-Man three, I've <laughs> always still boasted about it. Um, it might be uh, he's been he's been more preva- prevalent in the movies lately. But I have to go with I have to go with Quicksilver. Yeah. Um, he's always kind of I mean he's been a member of the Avengers. He's been part of Magneto's Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, um, but recently he's been doing more good. I've always his attitude, his demeanor, his backstory is really interesting. Um, you know, I li- I liked the in the movies. I liked the Avengers one more I was than just I ask did. You that. I did like the Avengers version more than I do like the Fox one personally because I feel like it's more true to the comic book. I agree. And um, but yeah, I just I've always liked his his super speed is. His uh, his devotion to his sister, yep. very protective over the Scarlet Witch, and just he's just made for a cool character. Uh, one thing I would like to point out, though, is that I've always been a fan of 
the characters who are kind of on the fence. They switch sides a little bit. I'm with you. Yeah. I've always been my favorite. You know, video game lore, um, comics, uh, pretty much anything. Anti heroes, you could yeah, say. Essentially, essentially, you know, the guys who, you know, what what made them, what made them flip the switch and go bad, or or what what made them find, what pushed them over the edge, you know, or you know, made them want to put their evil ways behind them and, and be good. Thunderbolt type characters, like yeah, yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point. Um, Quicksilver, Quicksilver is one who got in Age of Ultron. You know what I mean? He had his flip. They started off villains, and then. They seen what Ultron was trying to do, and then they flipped and became the Avengers. Do I, I wish, you know, Quicksilver would have got more time in, would have been a part of the cinematic universe a little bit more. Uh, but I do appreciate his his time in the movie. You know, yeah. his, his some of his parts are are some of my favorites. So. You can only hope that the time stone brings him back. That's right. Oh boy, I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. He and he's cool too in the comics now because he's been so parts of so many different universes. He was part of the Inhumans because he yeah. thought he was Inhuman. He married uh, was it Crystal? Was it was it her? One of them. Or Lur- No. Oh man, I forgot now. Yeah, I want to <laughs> say it was Crystal, and then they had a daughter named Luna. I think it was. Okay. Um. Yeah, they were married to one, but. Yeah, he was up in there, and then he was just most recently part of the Uncanny Avengers, which was like a crazy. Avengers team with like Rogue, uh, Mr. Voodoo, oh, Deadpool, man. aged uh, Captain America. Um, oh my gosh, I'm going to forget her name. Synapse. Okay. So he was part of that team, which was really cool. It was like the Captain America's unity team. So it was, it was, uh, meta humans, people who like receive powers in other ways, uh, mystical arts, right. inhumans and X-Men all together that's awesome um to kind of show like because there was this big war going on but among all those different groups and that cyclops set off the inhuman and x-men yeah. war kind yeah of thing. so it, it's a really cool comic book and it's super weird because like you get a lot of uh, where everyone talks about like spider-man and deadpool being friends you get a lot of their like <laughs> head-butting there like spider-man wanting nothing to do with deadpool so it, it's a really cool storyline oh human torch that's the other one that's in there. okay okay that's really cool like a mix like I, i've been telling you i always told you they had a they did a one shot called the prehistoric Avengers. Okay, and I need to have it be like a whole run because <laughs> it, it, it it's just like that. I know we're going off topic. No, that's okay. It, it's just like that. So it's Odin, the first Iron Fist, the uh first Phoenix. Oh. Uh, the first Star Brand, the first Ghost Rider, and the first Black Panther. Holy it crap. is the coolest thing. And like Ghost Rider rides a Mastodon. Oh my god! And, yeah, and they, they they fight a celestial that's trying to like destroy Earth or whatever. It needs like to be that. an animated run. Like I, it, I would love that as like an animated oh my movie. God, yeah, it was just like really cool. Like <laughs> I just happened to stumble upon it. Like someone like posted one of those videos on YouTube, and then it's like you know, oh, the prehistoric Avengers. Like this is a thing, and I read it. And it was just you know, and I and it was cool because I even though as big as a Marvel person I am, I didn't know idea who the Star Brands were. Yeah. Right. Like, I, I never really read anything with them in there. And then I'm like, oh, who are the Star Brands? <laughs> yeah. Oh, and the Star Brand was, like, basically a caveman, like, primate. Right. Oh, that's it was, cool. It was, it was pretty cool. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, all right. We got oh, one. Oh, and, uh, oh, yeah, go ahead. Agamotto was in it, too. I ever forgot. Oh, okay. yeah, so, yeah. Oh, that's a crazy squad. Yeah, I forgot about that. I knew yes. there was somebody I was missing. <laughs> all right. So, we got Marvel out of the way. Obviously, the next, next natural thing is... uh. DC, I know Greg, you're the big big DC guy here. Let's yeah. let's have you start this one off, buddy. Uh, DC for heroes, um, and again, it's a, like a flawed dude. 
I'm all about Hail Jordan, Green Lantern, especially. I like all the Green Lanterns. I think, like, John Stewart, Guy Gardner, and Kyle Rayner are all awesome. And honestly, again, they're all flawed. And I yeah. think that's why I like the Green Lantern Corps so much. But Hail Jordan is one of, like, the coolest lanterns because he flip-flops, like you said, so much. Like, he's the first Green Lantern um, because of his ability to overcome fear. And then he becomes the entity of fear with the yellow ring and like wipes out all of the city he lives in. Right. Right. And then he flops back and then he's able to wear all the rings at one point and, and bounce back and forth. And, and Hal Jordan is just a really cool character um, because of that journey and because of where he, he ends up like kind of standing out in the justice league, especially. Yeah. I think he's very underrated in that sense. I think like when people think of the justice league, they kind of think of, like the flash is like the smart, like really quick, like almost like Spider-Man esque character, yeah. which he is, but Hal Jordan's like sarcastic smart mouth makes some of the best, like justice league panels with vin- <laughs> villains. Like the things he says to people and how he talks to them, even the way he talks to Batman um, is great. And actually like one of my favorite panels is in the Sinestro Wars. He punches Batman out cold, like knocks him out with one punch Holy and shit. keep Batman doesn't even get involved with the fight. With Parallax because he's knocked out by Hal Jordan. <laughs> oh man, he just cold cocks him, and then they redid it in the comic books where or in the cartoon where Batman does it. Right, so, but it was Hal Jordan did it first. Just cold cocks <laughs> Batman while he's running his mouth. Ballsy, and I love it. Very ballsy. Um, but there's so much, and there again, there's like a lot of Christian ties to the the Green Lantern rings, and like like the they believe like you can say like some of the rings are actually like supposed to stand for the Trinity and like the mm, other yeah. rings stand right, right. for um, the sins and stuff. So that I, that obviously drew me and into it too. Sinestro, like yeah. that's kind of where they were going. But the ring, like the ability to just like make whatever you can imagine and it's powered completely off your will. That's pretty sick. Like if you really think like those constructs and everything, like that would be a cool power but also just the way it plays out on the panels is awesome. Like the things you get to see and like they make like giant Gundams basically shooting rockets. Yeah, it is crazy. It's so cool. <laughs> that just blew my mind. Like is, is Sinestro the story of Lucifer? Like he kind was an story, angel yeah. and then like yeah. I just thought about oh, it. Yeah. Like it, I could yeah. talk for hours about it. Like if you <laughs> think like like the hope ring is all is basically the Holy Spirit and then the compa- the indigo people like go from planet to planet spreading compassion. It's talking about Jesus and like each of the other rings, like greed, um uh, sorry, I totally forgot. Greed, wrath, like love, like they're all kind of like the sins and they make the death ring, the black ring. But then when they all come together and work together, the other rings, they make the white ring, which right. literally destroys any of the other rings and makes the people brand new. Yeah, so it so is totally awesome. like the Christian story. Um, but yeah, I love, and outside of that, I love the Green Lantern. I'm wearing a, a Blackest Night t-shirt right now, and I it's own cool. a pair of Converse with Ryan Reynolds' face on them <laughs> as the Green Lantern, which is pretty bad, but I do. That is not anything to be ashamed of at all. Um, but B-level, I could name like 15 B-level DC heroes, like, that I, I like. I'm going, I'm bouncing through, but because he's so obscure, and because like, I don't know, because it's really hard to even say he's a hero sometimes. I'm all about Booster Gold. <laughs> I love, like, the costume with all the sponsorships on it. <laughs> and um, I, to this day, wish they would do, like, a Booster Gold Blue Beetle movie 
with um, Nathan Fillion as as Booster Gold, <laughs> and where the name go? And uh, Alan Chudzik as the Blue Beetle, like Ted Cord Blue Everybody Beetle. Everybody wants that. <laughs> oh, it would be so good. And I like that's something I thought about before. Like people started saying, it. I was like, oh, this is awesome. Not to be hipster, like oh, I did it first, but it was it totally is cool that other people saw that because they would be perfect in that realm. Now Nathan Fillion's a little too old um, for that, but I still it would be like just a movie of those two. I think would mess people up and people would be like it, it could be the guardians of the galaxy the dc essentially oh I'm, yeah I'll, i think so for sure i think shazam's kind of trying to do that as well but it totally could be guardians of the galaxy <laughs> of dc booster is almost having a similar run to what moon knight had yes. where like oh he's gonna do this oh we're scrapping that like he yep. had a movie that was scrapped he was going to be they were going to give him a spinoff show on CW that was scratched. He was, he was awesome going to be the head of the though. legends. Yeah, oh, yeah, he was going to be head of the legend, the legends of tomorrow. That that if, that was scrapped. Like if he is not in the legends at some point, like they're missing the mark. I'm so happy Constantine's in it. Don't get me wrong. Like Matt Ryan is the perfect Constantine that they could. Like there's no one ever going to be better than him in my opinion. Right. But Booster Gold is like he is. Every, he needs to be in the legends. You've got Rip Hunter's gone now. You need some sort of like, you know, I think they, it's a cheesy show. Why not have that campy character like at the forefront of all of this? <laughs> I don't know. That's just me the though. Is the Citizen Steel is their, their yeah, he is basically their, their booster right now. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Very good. Chris, you're next, buddy. All right. So this is going to be very cliche. <laughs> Batman. <laughs> like, as for, but I, like we talked about my origin with Spider-Man, it's very similar origin. Batman, the animated series, like, I think people forget how impactful both of those cartoon oh, shows, shows were. so good. And once again, I'm like, oh, cool, I want to read Batman comics. But I think with Batman, where I enjoyed most of Spider-Man's villains, like, you know, especially Venom, but there was points where I, I would say I even liked Joker more than Batman at times. Right. And I don't know. I I think with Batman, it's just that, He's got that story of, and this is where I think he's ever to Moon Knight, where Batman, he keeps wanting fulfillment. Yes. And nothing's ever good enough. Mm-hmm. Like, he became a millionaire, ah, but that's not good enough. You know, uh, you know, he, he really avenges his parents, up, but that's not good enough. Like, he's putting Joker away, but that's not good enough. Yeah. Like, it's that striving for perfection, but there is no such thing as perfection. And that's what I think Batman exemplifies. Yep. Um, and I think the story building I think it is the best street level universe building in the DC universe in yep. the aspect of like it really everything connects and it spinned off things like birds of prey and you know, the suicide squad and stuff like that. And he, his villains became everybody else's villains. Yes. Much like Spider-Man. He's got the yeah. best supporting cast in, in realm of like sidekicks and, and like commissioner Gordon and they, and they can literally do so many comic book runs without Batman involved because yeah. of those sidekicks. Uh, yeah. the best rogues gallery of any. I actually, hero. I second that. I actually had a debate on one of these Facebook groups I'm on who had the best rogues gallery, Spider-Man or Batman. And everyone, Batman. everyone picked Batman easily. Um, so yeah. Um, so, and, and Spider-Man's good, but like, uh, there's the iconic three to four with Spider-Man, and you start talking about Boomerang, guys like that. So, get to Boomerang. Yeah. So, that's why we're like Batman. It was, yeah, he's got some corny ones too, but, 
you could be me- me- invested into a Clayface story as much as you're invested yep. into a Joker and story. And yeah. they made a couple more like B-level ones that are super cool. Yeah. Too. And he spinned off Nightwing came off of him, and and yep. really and, and Robin, which is the him. Teen Titans. Like yep. Batman is so crucial to everything. For like, but he is the 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 Earth universe. I think mm-hmm. yes, you have Flash and all that, but I think he created that Earth universe. And I've seen a couple people, and a couple people have said this. I can't take credit for this, but Gotham itself is a character, and that's what makes Batman yeah. so cool too. Is you could do a story in Gotham, and like not include a lot of the B level characters, but like you know, just the crime families that exist there. You could do a whole Court of Owls run. Yeah, and. It would be people would love it. You, you no could do a run on the Falcons, yeah. Like, because no other comic book, in my opinion, has a, a city like that that is that no. like iconic on its own and could be a character. Well, so you know, just a you know sidebar, they're bringing in Batwoman yep. in the CW years, and Batwoman's a great character, but she doesn't have the lore or the strength of value name that Batman has. No, but she's bringing Gotham with her. Right. And that's what it is. The crossover's taking over in Gotham. And they better cast her name Montoya. Introducing Batwoman. Yeah. Um and that's I think that's what's crucial is Gotham will be involved. Yeah. Well, and you have the potential to have Hush uh and the question and like Renee Montoya involved. The the, the question yeah. better be an arrow. <laughs> you know he, he when I about to get to my secondary this was a battle. Yeah. I will give two honorable mentions really very quickly. Yeah, go ahead. Go the ahead. question and Grifter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, question. I, I, I question. I didn't really know anything about until Justice League Unlimited. He is fantastic. So cool. <laughs> and the conspiracy theories and just and not wanting like he really doesn't show his face. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Grifter is just a guy that he. I don't know, like, it's that, like, when you were saying, Matt, that anti-hero where he's got to get his hands dirty, and for Akai to be such an established person in a universe and to just get put into another, and yep. it, he's slowly, we see Grifter in live action by, by the end of a few years, I'd he's, say. He's another total potential legend or a way to cross a huge arrow into yeah, some yeah. of the stuff as well. Yeah. I think or or Flash, any of those. I think if they wanted to introduce the aliens in any of the other universes outside of Supergirl, Grifter would be a great yes. way to do it. But my main guy for number 2 would be Swamp Thing. Oh, that's a really good and one. And first of all, just sidebar James Wan Swamp Thing for the DC streaming universe. I cannot wait. Oh yeah, I've never been more excited for a TV show in the last few <laughs> years, other than when Punisher was coming on Daredevil. Yeah, yeah. Um, I am really excited for this. For but because Swamp Thing was another one. So my first, you know, we talk about Spider Man, but my first superhero that I can ever relate was Swamp Thing really? and that cheesy eighties movie. The, oh the yeah, TV yeah. show. Too. TV show. Oh, <laughs> TV show in the cartoon. I'll never forget. There's a part of the TV show where like these kids are trying to rob a store, and Swamp Thing just tosses this kid through a pinball machine. <laughs> it's like, and I thought that was the most badass, so cool thing I've ever seen <laughs> yeah. in my life. And then here's a guy who much loved his. You know, he was a scientist, and yeah. he becomes one with the Earth, and it's just like his lore. And like his story building, it's even just beginning. Like they just had a run where like it's him and Poison Ivy and like all like yeah. the plant like the green, yeah, based things. But uh, here's a guy that can't like he was a human. And he's not a human anymore, and like he wants to love, he wants to be normal, and he can't be. His rogues gallery is terrible. I will. Admit. Oh yeah, like it is not good. 
other than Grundy. Right. And, 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 and that's where we, it comes full circle with Batman. Yep. Solomon Grundy connects to the guy and Batman and the Swamp Thing's interactions are really cool. legendary. And I'm so glad they're taking a risk on the TV show because Swamp Thing has always come up with those, you know, top 10 worst comic book adaptations. Like they always right. talk about the yep. Swamp Thing TV show, Swamp Thing Justice movie, League Dark cartoon. made him a lot more popular, I think. And, and that's, and I'm glad they went that element with him too because he, you know, he is dark and, you know, and I think, Marvel did the same thing with Man Thing, putting yep. him into Marvel Knights and so. And Man oh, yeah. Thing's another one I love, mostly because of my love of Swamp Thing. And then I'm like, ooh, who's this Man Thing? But yeah, Swamp Swamp Thing would be uh, your Batman and Swamp Thing with honorable I mentions. Like, uh, I love it. Okay, you know, yeah. very good. Um, I'll be the first to admit, I I'm not the the very largest DC fan. I still know enough, um, but I don't know the books as deeply as maybe some of you. Um, my answers are going to be very simple, and it's because I grew up on it. I'm going to go with you, cheesy, um, generic. Batman has always been something to me. Um, between the cartoon and I don't, he just feels, you know, not relatable, but he's he's human. Yep. You know what I mean? And that's been my biggest connection. Like, and some of my issues with like the DC movies is that I can't relate to some of these characters. Batman, while being a millionaire, um. He's he's human, you know the his whole thought process and and whatnot. He's you know he makes human mistakes and I can relate to that. Um, but I won't have to. I don't have to delve too much into that. Gala did a great explanation as to why um, Batman is his favorite. And I mean, my second one, he's um, kind of popular. He's starting to you know be more popular now with the uh, the Teen Teen Titans uh, DC streaming service movie. Even though some of the character, or the actor Oof. picks are a little bad. Um, but I, I've always been a fan of Robin and more yep. specifically Dick Grayson Robin because yeah. of the Nightwing, um, angle. And yeah, I always grew up liking actually Robin more than Batman. Really? Um, yeah. That's cool. Oddly man. enough, um, I hated all his toys and just, you know, e- even more relatable than Batman. A kid. I agree. A kid. You know what I mean? Who, you know, who goes through his issues, and this is part of the reason why I like Spider-Man so much, as, as I do. Um, yeah, just super rela- relatable, um, and just fun to watch. And I, I really like his. I like the who they. I don't know the name of the guy, but I, I like his look in that Teen Titans. Yeah, no, he's, movie. And I like his attitude too. That whole, you know, when where's Batman? And he goes, you know, f Batman and, and stuff like that. Like I, I like that that attitude instead of being the good wholesome, you know, Dick Grayson Robin that. You know, many, many of our parents and grandparents grew up watching, reading, listening to. He's got a bit. He's got a bit of an attitude to him. And we got and confirmation like it is Grayson in that TV yeah. show. Did we? I, I don't know. Oh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. As far as I, I have a theory, they might go Drake, just because I feel like Grayson's going to be Nightwing. Well, I don't know if they would go Drake either, because uh, with the attitude, that's out. That's not very Drake either. Yeah. Drake's very like. If they went with anyone who's going to hate Todd, Batman, obviously. it would de- be Damian Wayne. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Yeah, that's a good one too. But like Grayson's, I love Grayson. Grayson's actually, I almost went with my as my favorite hero um, for DC because of like his his growth and his change. And a lot of people have said it. He's kind of got like he bridges the gap between Batman and Superman. Yeah. He, you know, like people joke he has two dads, and it's Batman and Superman. He talks <laughs> to like both of them and gets advice from both. And um, again, I heard this somewhere else uh, as well, but. He actually got his name from Superman. Oh, really? So Nightwing is a hero on Krypton. Okay. Yes. 
And oh, he's going to be in this year of Krypton. Superman actually. is telling him about these heroes that existed. And so he took on the name Nightwing um, because of Superman. But then he had like the, he had a run where he was just a super spy and he was really just Grayson and he was wearing like cargo pants and whatever. And he's bounced so many times. And then um, I'll talk about it in a second, actually in a little bit, but in the most current run of like, Dark Knight's metal, he was like, had like wielding this sword and like this super awesome, like, uh, I've ever seen him referred to as Jon Snow Nightwing and it's awesome. Really? <laughs> it's so good. Oh, that's awesome. He's, he's a, but yeah, he's such a cool character because he kind of lives in that in between world of like Batman and, and Superman. Like, I think he is like the perfect, um, Makes bridge gapper. That's cool. I actually, I used to have a Nightwing toy when I was a kid. I really loved that toy. I had a Robin one too. Um, but yeah, yeah, just, Pretty much what I said, yeah. just great characters. There's a, real quick, there's yeah. a fan-made film, but it's not really a film. It's like a short film. It's like a trailer, and it's been on YouTube for years called Grayson, and some guy made like yep. a, you know, it's it's like Batman's dead, and Dick Grayson trying to find out who killed him, and like Superman and Wonder yes. Woman are behind the death, and it's really good for just like, in context, early 2000s fan-made. Yep. Right. Like, I'll have a, to check that out. He did a, there's a short series on YouTube, too, where they're fighting, um... I only watched like the first two episodes. I don't know how much farther they went with it. It's it's all right. It's got Barbara Gordon and everything in it, but they're fighting Deathstroke and it's well done. Like the guy who's playing Nightwing looks perfect. Right. Um, and he does, he's more in Bloodhaven, which I like. Okay. Uh, cause Bloodhaven actually is right behind Gotham in, in all of like the personality and everything. Um, but yeah, it's, it's pretty good. I, I, I liked it a lot. Yeah. I'm going to, I'll have to check that out. I, I'm actually looking forward to this show overall because so I can, I can deepen my, my, uh, comic book knowledge, so to speak, cause we're, we're gonna be on our toes as far as what that goes. But before we get any further, we gotta go with our villains. Oh yeah, jeez. Can't forget about the villains, <laughs> I know. It's crazy. Um, you know what, I'll start this one. Uh, we're gonna do with the Marvel side. Sweet. Uh, my most popular villain, um, I would have to say is Magneto. Um, Right, he's a is he a class, is he class five? I think it is, or mm-hmm. he, he's he's up there. He's he's pretty powerful. Um, but I always liked his his dynamic with Charles Xavier. Their friendship, yet a feud, so to speak. And I have always liked. Um, I never really realized this until I, I somebody posted on Facebook, but it was like a tribute to the civil rights era. Um, yes, Xavier was the Martin Luther King. Magneto was the Malcolm X, yep. essentially. Just two different viewpoints on how to get somewhere. And, um, you know, there's been times, you know, Magneto's been, you know, fought many a time. And there's been times where he's been on, you know, Xavier's side on stuff. There's actually a point, a couple points in time where he was leading the X-Men. Yep. Um, which was, it's an interesting dynamic. Um, definitely a, the times have changed since the 90s, um, which is where my X-Men love really started but yeah eric lencher um great character um overall his powers are pretty impressive um and i've always loved his battles with like wolverine and just just the x-men team in, in general um just a really fun time I, I always love picking up his uh any issue really he's on um i bought a couple of years ago well, at least many years ago um i bought an x-men collection and, and they had the his first appearance the the very first oh, really? X-Men um in it where you know he was at the radio sending missiles or something like that and like the original X-Men team came in and stopped him and 
Like that was cool. He, he he's a villain that's you know sometimes you you get exhausted reading about a villain, uh, but Magneto has been around since the first issue of X Men, essentially since the sixties, and has been popular ever since. Um, his character, whether it be uh, whether who, whoever it's played by, has been in every X Men movie, um, essentially. And his, his stayed popular through that means. Well, both were casted so well. <laughs> very well. Very well. Um, oh, so good. And, um, yeah, I, I think, um, like Magneto in the movies got a bit of like that Wolverine push where I was like, I mean, they were good, great actors, but I was almost like, oh, I was almost a little exhausted seeing them, but in the movies, but from a comic point book perspective, I do like, you know, reading yeah. anything that they're a part of. Um, my B, and I think with the coming years, he's going to shoot up again in popularity. Is got to be uh, the symbiote, Carnage. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm not going to say he's not mainstream. He's, he's obscure, totally. but he's his best days as of right now are definitely behind him. Um, you know what I mean? What, for a comic book, he was huge in the 90s. Everybody was talking about Carnage. He was yep. he was the villain in like four or five different Spider-Man games. You know the main villain, and you know you think ninety Spider-Man villains, and, and Carnage is Carnage is right at the top of the list. And he was just perfectly casted for that movie. Like Woody Harrelson, I think is just like oh yeah, Cletus Cassidy, dead on, man. I'm if, so excited. Was that official? I don't know. Yeah, if it, it's oh, a, it is. I I, I don't think last it was I heard official. it was official. I might be wrong. Wyatt's going to be the main symbiote villain well, for this first one, but I think run. I think we may get a tease for yeah. Carnage. Which also frustrates me because then we're not going to get Spider-Man vs. Carnage either. Yeah. yeah. Well, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? It's it's really hard with this new um, was it? It's like oh, they just announced it's like Sony expanded Marvel Universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> association with Marvel Studios. Yes. Yeah, they get all these expanded properties. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, Carnage. Um, if Woody Harrelson is cast as him. I wouldn't hate it. Natural born so killers, you know man. Yes, that's what I think of. <laughs> but you know who I wanted? Because I think they want to take a younger take. And oh, I can't think of the guy's name. But he played Joker in Gotham, and he's also in Shameless. Oh, I know who you're talking oh, about. Yeah, yeah. I want him. He, I, he, got, he has the look for it, most yeah, definitely. And he can pull off the crazy. And, so. yeah, he's very, like, Jerome something. In like, he does two sides of crazy. He's a different one in Jerome, but then in Shameless. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, very good. Yeah, yeah that's a good one. Like All right. So, yeah, those are my two. Um, Chris, would you like to pick this up next? All right. Um, so for main uh, for main villain, um, I've been kind of battling back and forth with this one. But uh, you know what? As much as I'm not a huge fan of the Thor comics, i got to go low-key. And, yes. And yeah. I think because his influence just in other comics, too, like any crossovers he have – being, you know, with Loki, there's a backstory that you can kind of relate to. Yes, he's doing bad, but he's almost acting out because he's not accepted as much as Thor is. Right. Yep. Like he's and and he is probably the biggest. It is a wrestling term. The biggest carny in the Marvel universe <laughs> because he can play both sides so yes, very so well. And you know, to hate your brother. Just because of her father's acceptance, like, I think that's something somebody can relate to, like, not having, like, not being loved. You weren't loved by your original family, and you're not loved by by the family that took you in. Right, like, right. You know, and you have these, who else would, would you do in that situation? You oh, know, you had no choice but to act out. I think, I've always, yeah, I've always, like, sympathized with Loki and 
his reasoning. It, especially the movies have really brought him to to, to the forefront. Essentially, like people are, you know, everyone's a Loki fan now. Essentially, yeah. um, and yeah, his whole arc, his whole story is has been incredibly interesting, and um, they've done a good job of translating it from the comic books to the yes. movies. I feel it, it was one of the the most accurate tran- transitions. Oh, like absolutely. of course, there was a couple little things here and there. Yeah. So, but yeah, Loki is just one of those guys that considers the trickster guy. Trickster guy. He's involved with a lot of stuff, like even if it's like a small thing. Um, and he's had some good interactions with Spider Man, right? Yeah. You know, so yeah, um, that's true. That's where Spider Ham comes from. Too. <laughs> it was the, the first I appearance about Spider Ham, <laughs> and then Spider Ham actually is a thing in the universe. But yep. <laughs> <laughs> I did see that. But uh, and then my my my, my B villain, and here's a guy that I really want to be in a TV show, I don't care if it's even Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or a movie, and that's Taskmaster. Oh, oh that's yes. a good one. They, just once again, they had so many openings <laughs> to bring him in there, and he's a guy, this is a, okay, so he's got that ability to kind of, you know, predict and manipulate what you were doing, your moveset, but it's still a realistic power. Yes. Yeah. And they could really play on him in not modern days being like somebody kicked out of the military and, 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 and ops and stuff like that. And, um, I just always thought in the skull, uh, the mask, like yeah. standalone hawk, he didn't I would need be that. sick. Oh, yeah. <sighs> yeah. I just, yeah. He, 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 for, for his power base being very easy to do and for his, like, what he wears and everything, I am surprised we have not seen him yet. I am too. He's actually one of my dad's favorites, to be honest with you. He, yeah. he gets super excited when he sees him. Yeah. You know him at, in any form. Like, um, I know Taskmaster has been really popular in the Marvel vs. Capcom games. Yes. As of late. Pop was extremely popular. That's why yeah. I'm like, oh, come on, they gotta do something. Yeah. <laughs> He's another one that I think would be great on a Netflix series. I yes. think you could do him in an Ant-Man movie. I, th- I thought that he too. would have been the perfect villain for an Ant-Man yeah. movie. Probably wasn't a little bit better than Ghost, but <laughs> yeah, I didn't hate. I didn't hate Ghost. I'm not saying we that. We still don't have Whirlwind yet. I, I I, how wow. do we not have Whirlwind and Ant Man? But, but anyway, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just once again another one of those guys, much like Moon Knight, just kind of street level. You know, I mean, he's you know military ops and stuff, but yeah, like I, I, and the skull, I just thought he, was so bad. He at actually it. is cool though because he could do pretty well against anyone because he could predict their. Their next move. So even if they had a power, he could stand up pretty well. Deadpool yeah. is one of the few people that like messed him up because right. he's unpredictable. Yeah. Now you guys, and if this has happened, I have to get the comic. But is he ever fought Karnak? I I would have to look it that up. That would cancel each other out, right? You would think. Yeah. <laughs> I, would have, I would have to look it up. There's probably like a fan, like even if there isn't a comic, I'm sure there's like a fan take or something I, like that. That would probably be one of the most interesting fights ever. I would yeah. say so. I would say so. Uh, yeah, I'd have to. I want to look into that now. Huh. All right. So go. That's yeah. Yeah. So, so low key and test. Very nice. All right, Greg, you're up, buddy. I'm struggling with my my first. I can't decide between two. I'm actually totally stuck. And I'm, I'm just going to say them. both. It's our show. Let's. Doctor Doom. Nice. Oh yeah. I, almost everyone. I'm going to name out of all three of these. I'm going to name right now the two I'm stuck with in the B. Did not get enough get justice in any of the films. <laughs> Every single one of them, in my opinion. Uh, Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom, like he has his own company or his own country. Yeah, and he was such a high level threat that like the Avengers have, as a team have had to take him down. He's just such an interesting character, and he's kind of to me like he's got his powers, but he's also kind of like what if Tony Stark went bad? Is a right. little bit of what I get from Doom because uh, he's just a super genius, super powerful financially, and and just strong as 
as a, a fighter, and he's been one that's gotten the gaunt- his hands on the gauntlet a couple of times. I love Doctor Doom. I was actually just rereading the first Secret Wars. Yeah. He beat he beats the Beyonder, mm-hmm. and then w- went on to beat up Galactus. Dude, he oh, Doom's crazy. so strong, and he was this like. In both films, he was like this broody, like jerk of a character <laughs> that just happened to have like metal skin. Uh, yeah, and it's just his armor was always super cool to me. Like I, I really like Doom, and then he was kind of a B level, but Superior Spider-Man made Doc Ock one of the coolest villains. That's a good one. It's funny because Infamous Iron Man really does well on Doctor yeah. Doom, and yeah, yeah, that's a real good one. But but Superior Spider-Man when when Doc Ock become Spider-Man and he's like surveying like the whole city with these spider bots and all this. Like he is just such a cool villain in that sense. And again, the movies just didn't do him well. Like that movie was okay, but Doc Ock was just so, he's just so much cooler than that outside of his cheesy look. (laughs) (laughs) It is, it is a very classic cheesy look. And they haven't updated it ever. No, they haven't. Um, I'm okay with that though. Yeah. I'm fine (laughs) with that too. Even, even recently he, um, after Superior Spider-Man, he became like a Spider-Man clone. Right. Um, and he was Doc Ock, like still had his intelligence and his look, but had like some of Spider-Man's abilities. Um, and, and so that just, just his wars with Spider-Man through that. He actually is the one who created Parker Industries was Doc Ock. So now Peter Parker has like his Stark Industries <laughs> and Doc Ock's the one who created it as a way to survey people. Yeah. And Peter flipped it on his head, but. Um, yeah, he's just such a cool villain. So those two would be my, my A villains. Okay. B villain, again, no justice, would be the Mandarin. Ooh, that is a solid one. Yeah. No justice at all. That was, that was a terrible swerve at the end of that. And he was so well casted. (laughs) They owe people that. (laughs) Yeah. But he, he is one of the number one rogues for Iron Man. Yeah. Like, if anyone really rivaled the Iron Man, I feel like it was, it was, uh, it was Mandarin. And just to to switch him and to to have it be Killian, that's really this this character. I don't know. It just bummed me out. And again, Mandarin always had like he had that classic look, but it was just kind of like they did with just recently with the the Flash as well on the TV show. It was like brains, like the, the he was outsmarting like the Iron Man, like yeah. he was outsmarting Tony Stark, and he didn't have to like have a crazy ability or anything to do it. He was just so much smarter and I, I kind of liked it. And I like when heroes get everything taken away from them. And I feel like he did that pretty well. So. <laughs> yeah. There was a, uh, yeah, I, I thought, yeah, it would have been, I was really mad. I know my dad was yeah. pissed at the end of Iron Man three. Yeah, um, it was like a big my one. least favorite movie. <laughs> it, it's mine too. It's mine too. Um, I, I think watched. he gets redemption. And, yeah. And my theory is, is, I can't think of the guy's name, but the guy that played Shredder in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, like, they've even said he couldn't do Namor. Kevin Nash? No. No. (laughs) His name escapes me, but... I know who you're talking about. Yeah, and uh, James, I don't know, something like that, but... um, Or Brian, or whatever, but he, like, I feel like the the Iron Man 4 rumors just keep coming, 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 coming. Yeah. And they're really on this kick to introduce Ironheart in the MCU. I think that's happening. Yeah. What better way to end the Iron Man universe? Iron Man four, you you conclude the Mandarin storyline because you did the send off, you did yeah. the one shot to establish that you know Kingsley was not the real Mandarin. Yeah, that this guy is the that there is a Brian T. I think that's the guy. Yes, that he would be awesome, and that he's the real Mandarin, 
And this is, and he tries to kill Iron Man. We introduce Riri Williams. Everybody goes home happy. Yeah, I'm all for it. Great send off. You introduce a new Iron Man character and you give the fans their Mandarin. Cause Iron Man villains, who else do you want to see? Fing Fang Foom? Like, yeah, no. Yeah. You've done everybody that's some Crimson Dynamo. Well, you caught, you alluded to Crimson Dynamo. Yeah, but you didn't get them the way no, you should have No, but been. you alluded to Crimson yeah. Dynamo. When you, you know, so. Okay. Very good. And, uh, we're going to do one more, one more pass. Uh, villains, DC villains. Yeah. Oof. Uh, I gotta think of this one. This is a this, hard one. This is a hard one. <laughs> um, again, I'll, you know, I'll start this one off again. I, like I said, I was, I'm not the hugest fan. Um, but I, I do appreciate some of the classic, um, some of the classic villains that we've, you know, we've grown up watching. Um, my number one, you know, I've always liked, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to go with it. Uh, the Joker. Um, simple, um, but so effective. Um, you, you really can't beat him. I mean, he's been around forever, and they always find new ways to reinvent him in the comic books, in the movies. Dark, twisted, sadistic, and can't be trusted. He just, you know what? He, he reminds me a lot of Carnage and the way his, his thought process works. I get that. Uh, no morals at all. Um, and Carnage on the Joker. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Dude. Oh my God. That would be a. Well, that's where we have that actor. So yeah. <laughs> that would be insane. Um, my second one would be actually growing up, I always liked Mr. Freeze. I like that. Classic Batman villain. Um, you know, this, we all we all remember Arnold Schwarzenegger's Mr. Freeze, <laughs> so good. and we won't delve too much into that. But you know, he was just a, a just an interesting character. Really, I could put in any of of Batman's classic villains, Penguin, Riddler. I can put any of those in that B slot who have kind of been pushed wayside because um, of the new the new generation. Really, they you can't some of them you can't really take seriously as um, in comparison to some of the other villains that that Batman has. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go and roll with Mr. Freeze for my, for my B. Um, Chris, go ahead, buddy. If you need oh. some more time, you want to pass? I got you. If you, if yeah, you, you want me to go? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually my, my number one is easy because like I said, Green Lantern's my favorite. So Sinestro is my favorite villain and yeah. he's had a similar path to Hal Jordan, but on the opposite end, like he went good to evil, good to evil, but mm. always goes back to evil. Right. Um, so I'm a big fan of Sinestro and just constantly making different cores he he created the sinestro core and in the most recent um events that are going on he just created the ultraviolet core which is like it's bigger than every single core put together so he's always had some really serious um when sinestro does something it doesn't just affect the green lantern and the green lantern cores i feel like sinestro means the justice league is going to have to get involved right and i've always liked that about him is he's that high level like serious threat because of his he's very charismatic he's very he's and they did this on purpose sinestro is dc's hitler yeah essentially essentially. (laughs) Um, and he's supposed to have that he's supposed to have that kind of um that what's the word I'm looking for that relationship, like that relation to Hitler. He was in the original idea. So that's where he was. A lot of it was inspired by. He is a fascist right, right. Um, representative. So Sinestro all day long, um, be villain. You could name any of the Batman rogues yeah. and be fine. But I'm actually, I'm going to say gorilla Grodd. Ooh, Ooh gorilla Grodd. <laughs> that's awesome. a good one. And 
that's because I, I really have, have grown to love the flash. Yeah. Um, and reading the comics of Grodd, the show does Grodd okay, but in the comics, he's always just been super cool and like having an army of apes <laughs> and the, the <laughs> mental power he brings to the table. Um, but also like at points, he's actually stolen the speed force and yeah. been a really formidable foe for flash. Uh, and he, he was on a couple, I think he was on justice league, the justice league show as well as young justice as okay. a villain. Um, and if you've ever watched Young Justice, or you've never He's watched Young Justice, Justice League Unlimited too. Watch Young Justice because I think it's very well done, and it's about to have another season on the the DC streaming show as well. Um, but he does a really like he's just a very different villain for the Flash. Um, you know, like the thinker is kind of cool too. But anyone who can has to think faster than the man who can not only run fast but think faster than anybody in the world and process things. Yeah, has to be pretty strong. And so I think Grodd's kind of cool and just a giant monkey. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. No, it's super powerful. Um, yeah. yeah. So my guys, I wouldn't know if you would consider them both super mainstream. Okay. So I'd say they're, they're both on the A to B level. The yeah. two guys I'm going to pick one is so much like we talked about Loki, where like, I'm not a huge fan of the Thor comics and <laughs> Superman is probably my least favorite universe. Yep. He's DC. very OP. Yeah. But I love Lobo. Yeah, Lobo's Lo- awesome. Lo- Lobo is just like, I mean, he murdered his whole planet. <laughs> like, just think about like that concept. Like, where Superman's a guy who lost his whole planet, yeah. bought by his choice. This was Lobo's choice, and for some reason, he still makes you like him. Well, yeah. he becomes an anti-hero. <laughs> yeah, like, he still makes you like him. Like, Lobo starts to they build it in. It throughout years of starting to get some little bit of an innocence and yeah. kind of make the right call and stuff like that. And he's just so badass. He has and, that Wolverine vibe to him, yeah. I think. And, and everybody wants like, yeah. like these big actors to be him. And he's actually going to be in the new season of Krypton, which is I'm, weird. I want Danny Trejo as low. Blah, blah. <laughs> I, I just feel like nobody else is that. Like, I, I, I don't know. I love that. Actually. He's old, but I want Danny Trejo as low. <laughs> um, but, uh, my second one, and I, I mentioned, it's funny, is I mentioned in my, you know, Swamp thing, is, is Grundy. Yeah, Grundy's Gr- so good. Grundy's, you know, it's, you died, and you're back to life, and you're struggling with, like, you know, what a dead person, like a zombified person does, but then you're struggling with love, and he's another guy that's kind of flipped right. a little bit. You know, heroes have tried to got to him and stuff like that, and honorable mention, very obscure Sportsmaster. Sportsmaster's <laughs> great. Yeah. Sportsmaster has a long, like a pretty big part in um in Young Justice. Actually, him and yeah, Cheshire. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Um. All right. That's everybody, right? Yeah. All right. Um. Let's see. You guys want to run through like a uh, maybe a favorite comic book storyline real quick before yeah. we close the show? Yeah. Quick event. I'm yeah. all for it. Okay. Um. Greg, you want to start? Yeah, I'll kick us off. I actually, so I have a Marvel and a DC okay. because I'm a huge DC fan. Uh, that's actually more where my expertise is going to fall. But I'll do a quick Marvel and DC one too. So. Okay, you got it. So I'm going to say for Marvel, actually, this was a tough one, but World War Hulk, man. Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> if one Planet Hulk was a, just a really cool event, and I don't feel like, like – I wish we could have got the full form of it on TV, like on film – and you, you get a taste of it in Ragnarok, but you don't get enough of it. But World War Hulk afterwards, when he comes back and now his wife has been killed and he's like beating the crowd out of high level Marvel heroes, Doctor Strange, he drops Black Bolt in seconds. Um, 
you've got him fighting Iron Man, like that whole Illuminati. Right. And the he shows up with the War Bond, which is like the coolest, just like, oh, these guys are all the same strength as Hulk. So we have every hero on the earth come in to fight five people and we're getting destroyed. And um you have the Sentry show up who's not actually been introduced in the main Marvel universe and he's the only person that could take on the Hulk and they fight basically to the end of Rocky Three, like double KO each other and go, okay, and that's that's what you get there. And then recently, you would think I would say Blackest Night from the Green Lanterns, but I just read Dark Knight's Metal. And You've been holy cow, dude, it's the best, like probably one of the best comics I've read in a while. And the biggest part of it is the main villains of this are um, different forms of Batman from the multiverse. Okay. Who have received the powers, not received, sorry, taken the powers of the other members of the Justice League. And they each get their own backstory. And it is so cool. Like Bruce steal, like sticks Barry on a cosmic treadmill on the front of a Batmobile. So he could take the speed force and go back to save his parents and like merges with Barry. So they're one mind and becomes red death. Right. He takes like, he gets a green lantern ring after his parents die because he's so angry and he, his will becomes so strong. He can kill anybody. He breaks the green lantern rings. <laughs> <laughs> and so you get all these different versions, and the best is there's a Batman who becomes merged with the Joker called the Batman who laughed. Right. And it's just like there's seven stories, I believe. It's it's Wonder Woman, uh, Aquaman, like every major hitter, and they have to they come and they have to fight the Justice League. And I think the coolest part about it is like those are the Batmans that shine. Batman's actually kind of taken out of the story, and the Justice League have to do a lot of the work. Right. Right. Um, and they get these moments to fight the Batman rogues. And shine through it. And it's just such a really well done, uh, organized story of the multiverse. But also, like, again, like, you feel for these villain versions of Batman, and it's dark. It's a Scott Snyder comic book. So, of course, okay. like, like, Alfred is an AI in the cyborg version that rips people apart because Alfred died and like Batman puts him into like a, a mainframe. It, it, it's just, it's such a good event. And yeah. like every single comic stands up and is well told. And I loved it. I'm like, I'm crazy about it. It was so good. I have a friend who's been reading it. He's been telling me all about it. And he's, he's got every issue and he's, he loves this. It's probably one a, of his favorite storylines. You get a Justice League Megazord out of it too, which is pretty dope. <laughs> like, come on. You can't beat that. <laughs> all right, buddy. Go ahead. All right. So, uh, I will like, so first off, uh, Marvel, um, I mean, this is a pretty big one and I hope we get this one day in movies is Secret Wars. So good. you can already talk about. Something oh yeah, before. the Beyonder is such a su- such a piece of garbage. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I'm just gonna bring everybody out here. To, it's, it's so good just for his own amusement, basically. And and I liked because Grandmaster kind of showed some signs of oh, him, which was good. Grandmaster. But um, yeah, no, Beyonder, you know that whole thing, and then just I always love like. I've always loved movies where there's just a lot of actors. I've always loved, in wrestling. My two favorite events are Survivor Series and a Royal Rumble. <laughs> I just yeah. love having just oh, but this person, like I'm just a big fan of that. And, uh, team ups and stuff, and this is the ultimate team up, and it really shows th- the villainous of Doctor Doom, yeah. oh. and you know, and it you you brought up the thing. It's thing stays. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and so it's, yeah, it, and it's so cool and it's something that they can easily do 
Uh, especially when they put the X Men in. I, I think that's that may be the best way to introduce the X Men with the Celestial yeah. movie coming up. Like it's totally a possibility. I oh think, yeah, you know? yeah. So it would be. It would be um, nice. and my DC one is Flashpoint. Flashpoint. So to a similar thing of what we talked about with like Secret Wars, where it's like you had all these first of all, there's villains that were you know or bad guys that were good guys, and really like um, Citizen Cold is just fantastic, yep. and Grif- like Grifter has in the newer run, I believe yeah. he has like, but Thomas Wayne, Thomas like Wayne it doesn't awesome. get any better than Thomas Wayne, like you know no you know when he finds out what his son becomes, like he he tells Flash to. To, to basically murder him, you know, set him up for, you know, so it's, yeah. <laughs> that, the Atlantean Amazon war and, is pretty cool to and, see, And that's too. fantastic, too, because the, I'm sorry, but Wonder Woman and Aquaman are the two characters you really can't relate to. No. Yes. And it shows how big of pieces of garbage they can be. <laughs> like, like, like they're just so like, good. Like, no, like, like Wonder Woman's like, I'm this perfect woman that runs, you know, a base of Greek god empire. And, yeah. And then Aquaman's like, well, I can have any woman I want. Mira, Wonder Woman, whatever. Right. You, you know, so they're just on Earth killing everybody, <laughs> fighting each other for like the land. Yeah, like, so and, good. Then, oh. and then the Superman just be like being like, like like scrawny little kid. Yeah, scrawny little kid after he was basically absorbed of all. It, it's just so cool. <laughs> like it it, 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 it tells stories for like it really. I think it was the first humanizing of the Flash. I agree because Flash was kind of hokey and just like, hey, I'm gonna outrun this guy, right? And it, this humanized him like, oh, like I went back to save, you know, you know, save the, the my my mom, and then I messed up the whole universe. Mm-hmm. You know, so and he thinks Zoom is the villain the whole time and finds out he did it all. It's so good. Yeah, that's awesome. Um. I'm limited on my DC one, uh, but I'll start with Marvel. Uh, Maximum Carnage is easily my favorite one, and I didn't even read the comic book until about 10 years ago. Uh, it started with the video game uh, for Sega oh, Genesis, yeah. Super Nintendo as a kid, and I played it, and I was like, this is great. And then um, I happened to stumble by Once I started getting like back into comic books again, you know, there was like, oh, my God, it was, you know, it followed, you know, there's a comic, it was based on a comic book. And um, I bought the collection, and it is one of my favorite reads. I've read it probably over ten times at wow. least. Um, but I liked the throw together of characters, and you know, Carnage. Carnage did a lot of damage with Shriek, with Doppelganger, with uh, oh yeah, Shriek. Who else was it? Dem- Demo Goblin, Demo Goblin, mm-hmm. and uh, Carrion, who ended up joining him. And then Spider Man had this throw together squad mm-hmm. with. <laughs> With Venom, who he wasn't very fond of teaming up with ever, um, Black Cat, uh, Cloak and Dagger, I love Firestorm. There, it was so good. I like that whole angle with that. Um, Firestorm, Captain America, Morbius. Um, Morbius, it's good. There one. was a couple. There was a few other ones that they teamed up with. Um, so I'm trying to think of all the, the little extra. Oh, Deathlock. Deathlock was wow. another one, um, and it was legit. This this ragtag group of get heroes who all had different moral lines and you know venom's kill 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 morbius kill 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 you know finish him off cloak is pissed because dagger got you know killed for you know whatever time period and he was ready to kill but then you have the people on the moral side of the line spider-man um you know firestar or fire yeah um firestorm um and you know they they're the moral they're moral it was a it was a fun read because they they had carnage so close so many times and um you know they just spider-man's like wait just 
stop. We got to have moral high ground. And then every time that they did that, Carnage got right back up again. And it concluded with this epic fight, which was originally going to be Sp- Spider-Man and Venom were about to fight. And then Carnage, who faked his death um, by putting the symbiote on a uh, a civilian to, to pretend he was dead, came out of the water, and Venom just proceeded to beat the piss out of him. That's awesome. They battled so, for so long, all over New York City for, like, and Spider-Man was trying to chase him while, you know, going to the hospital to fix his broken ribs. And it was a fun ending. And ended with Eddie Brock as you know, Venom tackling uh, Carnage into a it was like a power generator or something like that, like a power plant, and it blew up. And the Avengers ended up getting a hold of of Carnage um, after that. But it was a really it was a really fun fun angle. You know, I mean, you get to play it and read it, um, which makes it exciting. DC, um, I haven't read too many angles. I actually just started Legion, which was pretty interesting. Um, you know, they're you know, they're worshiping Superman as a god, and, you know, they're all older. Um, I just, I really just got into that. Um, so I'm still trying to find my way around it, but I, I think it's, I like the angle of the older superheroes and, and this, this futuristic society. This is all. Kingdom Come's a good one for that as yeah. well, too. Yeah, I, I have, I have heard about that. So I'm gonna, I'm, I got some learning to do. So, yeah. All right. Um, did it, we all go? Yeah. Very good. Okay. Well, we've been going. Hour and twenty minutes. I think we did pretty good. That's pretty solid. Yeah, yeah I'd say so. Um, <laughs> so from future episodes, this isn't going to be what we do every time. Uh, today was just an intro, get to know us, so to speak. Every episode here on out will be we will pick each pick at our own an older comic, um, and a newer comic, which was will release within the last month or so. We'll uh, we'll read through them and talk about them on the show. Talk about them amongst each other. Um, favorite plot points, you know, stuff like that. And um, then we'll actually have a fan choice one. We'll all review together. Um, so I'm going to have to stop by House of Fantasy on Pine Ave in the <laughs> falls and start start up in my comic book game. But um, is there anything you guys want to close the show with? Well, I just want to, and especially with the fan choice and stuff, yeah. we're not just going to sit on Marvel and DC. No, not at with all. me around. I'm going to no. challenge, uh, like, Image Comics. I'm all about it. Dark Horse, I'm a big Hellboy fan, too. Uh and, oh, and, yeah. and throw some weird stuff at us. I just saw like a an Archie comic where Jughead is a werewolf. I kind of want to oh pick it up. God, <laughs> I'm all about. Yeah, it. Dude, definitely <laughs> challenge no, us. You know, the Ninja Turtle comics are not bad. No, they, the know. Power Rangers Boom comic series is so good. Yeah. So yeah, anything we're and you we'll know, talk well, about all sorts of stuff. And, let's make that fan choice a non Marvel DC. Yeah, I'm let's do it. that. Let's do that so we expand our horizons a little bit. Um, so. <laughs> Going crazy. Um, okay, yeah, we'll uh, we'll have a Facebook page by the time this episode's up. Yeah, um, we're still waiting on our graphic design from uh, Eric and our music. We're gonna have music from Kevin, uh, which they're getting all set with. But Gala, do you got anything to close the show with, buddy? Um, no, nothing. Just uh, you know, uh, summer's winding down, so it's getting to be fall. So I'm really excited for. Uh, Everything we got coming down the pike. I mean, Iron Fist 2 is in like a week. Yep. Yeah. That's yeah um, and then uh, Runaways is coming back soon, too, which, which that is- was extremely amazingly done. Yeah. Um, And, you know, just a standard, you know, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., whatever. But the DC shows, I'm Doom really excited Patrol. for. Under, like, I don't know if anyone's as excited as they should be for Doom <laughs> Patrol. Yeah. But we are, like, it just, fall is my favorite time of the year. Yeah. And one of the reasons why is comic book shows are back. 
Yeah. yeah. And we, you know, we talked about Krypton. Krypton this year is going to have Nightwing yeah. and is going to have Lobo. So that's so going to so be good. Awesome. That's awesome. So, all right. Yeah. I just, I just wanted to say thank you everybody for listening to us. Um, this is, uh, this is going to be a fun experience. We have, there's so much to talk about. Yeah. I'm sitting on boxes and boxes full of comic books that I haven't picked up yet. That I, and nope. that I haven't read yet. You know, it's just buying them at garage sales and I'm excited to read them, dive into them and, uh, get to talk about them with all of you. So, um, yeah, thank you again. Until next time, on behalf of Chris, Greg, and myself, um, thank you. And we'll see you next week, guys. This has been the panel discussion.